today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. It's Friday, it's 11.35, and that means Tech Talk. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing and the CEO and Big Cheese Patty of uh, Vacuumant, who sponsored this fine program, is with us once again. Uh, Hepi had a great week. How are things going with you today? You know what? I, I, I had a fantastic week, Bill, and I have to say this coming uh, Monday, I want to make an announcement. My my baby girl isn't a baby girl anymore. It's her birthday. She's 19 years old, university wow. bound, and uh, I'm giving a big shout out to Alicia. Uh, so it's an exciting weekend. Uh, and you know when gifts used to be like, you know, like te- uh, electronics and tech yep. and otherwise, gifts this time are, can you help pay for my parking pass? And I've got to pay for this book, Dad. So anyway... <laughs> These are these are the new birthday gifts, but she's 19 and a voter. I might add, I got her actually voting, so it's been an exciting week leading up to her birthday this coming Monday. Yeah, just a couple of days to the election too. Couldn't come in a more timely fashion. Uh, exactly. Listen, I'm always impressed with the, some of the stuff you dig up here about how how tech is actually helping in the medical field. And and one of the areas that that I know because we've done segments of on on our show about this is the high cost of prosthetics. Sadly, you know, the uh, for some people that don't have insurance, these are unaffordable. But some new developments, I understand. Well, you know what? With everything that sort of gets uh, developed in technology and becomes popular, there's always a push to make it less expensive when we see the benefits of it. And one of them, like you mentioned, prosthetics, engineers at MIT and uh, Shanghai Zhao Tong University have actually combined their knowledge and created what is a light soft uh, uh soft lightweight prosthetic hand and what makes it really cool is it's inflatable so it doesn't have uh, a, a ton of electronics but it uses an inflation to give that lightness and ability still to to have grip uh, to have structure. So uh, this gives them the complex task ability. And normally prosthetics can range anywhere up to $100,000, but usually start in around four dollars to $10,000 for a simple uh, a prosthetic hand. This is going to actually drop and become affordable. And I'm sure insurance companies everywhere are going to love it, uh, but it's only going to cost around $500 and, and wow. or less, by the way, Bill, and expected to roll out next year. So this is, again, advanced when we see technology taking medical uh, in a popular form, there's always obviously the prototype will be the most expensive. But now that it's rolling out and becoming available, this is actually uh, revolutionary to the degree of A, it works. And for $500 or less, I mean, it's less than a cell phone for crying out loud. You know, it's interesting about this and this I guess addresses a bigger problem that you and I have talked about. There's a lot of problems right now with the United States and China relations, uh, politically and especially with Canada too, because of the two Michaels and everything. And some people are just saying, okay, cut off ties altogether. But this is an example of the, the fact that there is some collaboration that's going on here, especially at the tech end of things. You know, this is uh, I, I shows the Chinese University and, of course, MIT in Boston uh, that, that are working together on this. And, and those things don't get talked about as much. And I'm not saying that, hey, we should forget about all the bad stuff because of this going on, but we need to pay attention to this as well because this this is important work that they're doing absolutely and, and i think we're seeing more and more of those collaborations when it comes to you know betterment in medical research uh i think there is a lot of that with you know uh with all the bad as you said there's always this kind of double edge on both sides is you know do we look at things in a negative way there's actually some good things that that can be uh, uh collaborated when it comes to technology from china um and and the ongoing element is that they always take what we have and make it 
not better, but cheaper. And and this is an area of where maybe that's an advantage, Bill. So just to, to, to tie that poem, uh, comment into that. More, well, more to come on this. Uh, we've always talked about Facebook and their their thirst. Some would say their lust for knowledge, uh, our personal information, because it's all about knowledge. I mean, that's what they sell. Uh, Instagram is getting into it, and they're getting a little picky about uh, the information that they want from you now. Well, they're getting stern, actually, Bill. I mean, stern to the degree of it's not a question of whether we want your info. You're giving it. So uh, Instagram, you may have noticed, if you haven't, when you first signed up, you did not or were not required to put your birthday. And you could have skipped over it. It wasn't a necessity. Or you might have entered a birthday that really wasn't your birthday. Well, Instagram, Facebook, I want to just you know preface this with Facebook owns Instagram, yeah, is yeah. now forcing that everyone by the end of the month is going to be forced to enter their birthday. Now, let me be clear. Uh, you know, uh, my daughter's birthday, as I mentioned, is coming up. My birthday is coming up and I don't use my birthday. I mean, I use a different birthday. I have my I sign up birthday and I've got the my real birthday. So Instagram, though, is even warning they're using artificial intelligence and they will know. They will know because they're going to scrape your history. They will see when people wish you a happy birthday or you comment of, I got this on my birthday or a photo with a little background with candles and a cake. And it says, and Instagram's very much clearly stating this bill that they have the ability to confirm your birthday with our artificial intelligence. We will understand if your birthday is false. And if it is, or you choose not to give your birthday, you will no longer be able to use the platform. Further, they will lock you out from that, meaning as well, if you entered a birthday, you better remember it because you can't change it. So uh, I like to use the term, you got to feed the beast the data, baby. You, they are just hungry and they are wanting it. Before, they were just getting it on their own. Now they're telling you, if you don't give it to us, you are not using our service. Now, have they tried to explain the justification for this, why they need to do this? Yes. And the, I mean, of course, their rationale is the fact that we do this for your safety and security uh -huh. because age confirmation is important. So we don't have misunderstood information being shared through advertising or other posts that may come up on your feed. So if you're uh, 15 years old, you may not want to see the new luxury Lexus car ads in the same token. Uh, they don't want to display the latest, uh, you know, energy drink to someone 65 plus. So I guess this is their rationale for security and age confirmation. But again, it's just evident that Facebook is no longer just taking info. They're now being blunt about it and saying, if you're not going to give it to us, you just can't even come on anymore. So, yeah, but let's be clear about this. They're saying it's for our security. That's not the case at all. It's so they can target their advertising. That's really what Absolutely. this is all about. Absolutely, of course, yeah. This is, I mean, they've been under, as we talked about it, the Senate's been under the, under their gun with them. We've seen it with the Apple iOS with their latest launch, and we know that they are restricting information and privacy features where they won't be able to scrape this data. So this is one element that they need to gather proper data, not based on not you knowing. They actually need you to enter it and likely to give themselves the terms and conditions parameters that the government is going to be mandating many social medias to, to have to have users on their platform. Now, if they catch you, do they give you a second chance? Do they come and say, come on, Adam, <laughs> no. we know that's not your real birthday, or do they just nail you? 
you're, you're done. You, you oh, will wow. be locked out. There is no, uh, and this is important. That's a good point, Bill, because yeah, if you're like, you know, and this is something uh, my daughter and I were talking about was, you know, what happens when they find out it's not our birthday, but they're going to see possibly people commenting on Facebook, uh, WhatsApp, by the way, just to be clear, it's not just Instagram. They're scraping with their artificial intelligence. They're going to be looking in your Facebook feeds. Well, the computer is nobody particular, mm-hmm. and it's going to be going through all of your information to confirm whether or not it's your birthday. And, and again, it's like almost Santa's watching to see if you're naughty or nice. And if you're not, they're going to be shutting her down, locking it out, and you're going to have to lose pretty much your entire Instagram feed. Zero tolerance. Well, be aware about that. <laughs> uh, what's going on with Google Calendar these days? Well, you know, one of the things we've noticed is there's a lot of Zoom meetings and many people have meetings, even though we're all working remote. And you got to ask yourself the biggest question. How much time is being spent in meetings? Now, Bill, I mean, at FPM3, uh, I tend to try and minimize my meetings, try to make it as, as maximum as possible. But there's still a lot of wasted time when it comes to meetings. People are invited that don't need to be there. There might be different. Uh, you might be involved in a committee or a volunteer committee and you're in a meeting and going, is this really a good use of time? Well, Google is now capable of giving you clearly how much time you've wasted. I mean, they they refer to uh, efficiently spent, but how much time you've wasted is pretty much what you're getting. In a summary note, that's going to clearly outline, here's what you've done in your life that you could have been doing anything else but this. So it's a it's more or less the the time feature we've seen with the Apple phones and otherwise they they kind of give you a bit of an analogy of okay how much FaceTime are you using how much time are you are you on YouTube anyway Google Calendar will now tell you in a summary weekly here's what you've done in your meetings or I like to refer to as wasted in the in the spirit of it it's to be more efficient is what it is really or to depress you <laughs> even <laughs> I waste that much time on oh my god yeah. I I was just thinking the other day about this, about how long we've been doing Tech Talk. And just to put this in perspective, uh, for people that are relatively new to the show, uh, when you and I started doing this program, BlackBerry was on top of the heap, uh, ahead of Apple, ahead of everybody else. Uh, They had this fall from grace, and a lot of people said, BlackBerry, what's BlackBerry? I mean, there's a whole generation now that probably don't know. But they're back. What are they doing now? Well, you know what? It's, It's still, they have a massive fan base. A lot of older demographic tend to like the BlackBerry because of the physical keyboard. And TCL, which was a Chinese company, ended up trying to take BlackBerry uh, from its its originer, uh, originator out of Waterloo and, and create the hardware. BlackBerry claimed uh, that they were going to just stick to software. They were going to become security systems and operating systems. And, and BlackBerry owns a lot of patents mm-hmm. we are using right now on Samsung, Android phones, Apple phones, uh, really most of that technology you're using was derived from BlackBerry. So um, I share this as sort of good news because, and how it came about actually, Bill, was my mother got a message from her cell provider and said, I'm sorry, we will no longer support your BlackBerry phone. And she's got the BlackBerry Classic. She loves it. She just wants to email and text and call. And she said, what do I do? I I love my phone. I, I, I guess... I don't want to go to a, a touch screen or otherwise. So this actual research came from me going, all right, mom, let me research what's available for you. And while I did so, it came out that a comp- BlackBerry was actually sold the rights of the hardware to a company in Texas called Onward Mobility and BlackBerry fans rejoice. 
It is going to be coming out this year and it's going to have a physical keyboard. In addition, will be 5G capable and a much, much better higher resolution screen in addition to a phenomenal camera. And it will have that actual physical keyboard. So good news for my mother is she's not going to lose out on the BlackBerry and anyone else that is interested on maybe what am I going to do? I want to upgrade. I, I just don't want to change. You will have an option. The BlackBerry hardware is going to continue. But you're never going back, are you? No, no, I, I'm, I, I'm going. My new, my new phone, by the way, Bill, is uh, the new uh, uh, Samsung Fold Three, and shocked. I'll talk about that in our coming weeks because <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to tell you, it is revolutionary. It's going to change the world, my world, anyways. And I took tablet to phone, and it is. Uh, I'm just, I haven't got it yet, but I am, I am just tickled and so excited about what its capabilities and features are, and I think it's just going to alter the future of where self smartphones are going. Well, and that's why I asked. I mean, because a lot of us, I mean, let's, you know, in, in our initial stages, we're BlackBerry fans and BlackBerry yeah. owners, I'm sure. But uh, there have been so many options now, so many different options. I mean, you know, you've talked to, I mean, I love Apple. I mean, I'm, I'm sold on that, but I, I know you're huge on Samsung, and, and I'm being open-minded about this. But I wish BlackBerry the best, but, boy, it's going to be tough to get to their, their place in the marketplace the way things are going these days, isn't it? Well, it is, but I think if it comes, one of the benefits of BlackBerry that none of the phones have, yours or mine, honestly, Bill, is security. Yeah. It still features the the most robust, secure, encrypted elements that even Android and, and Apple have yet to be able to, to, to reach that level. So with all that said, why BlackBerry still has a, a possible life pulse in it is that government agencies, big enterprise I, I believe many of them are wishing it had existed or had been able to produce on a larger scale. TCL thought they were going to get that, but when they, they weren't getting the, the, the response of it, they had to actually back down. I think this is something of which BlackBerry can rise as a phoenix and could become the next enterprise municipal uh, phone. Here on Tech Talk, you've been talking about deepfake and the problems that that can create. Uh, now, somebody's, somebody's trying to make a buck off this. What's this all about? This is actually, okay, so if you don't care about your identity and you're really like, I don't, you know, everything we talk about at Tech Talk, it's like, you know what, stop worrying about your privacy. Uh, you know, I don't mind putting all my, all my dirty laundry out at the edge of the curb on garbage day. Why would I care about anybody knowing about me on my phone or my video? There's a company now called Tel Aviv. And if you don't really care, you can make up the $5,000, sign up, and what they will do is you can submit your photos. They'll take multiple photos. They will take video. And what you will do is more or less give up your identity, if you will, Bill. And this company is building a roster. So far, they've got over a thousand uh, submitted, and apparently is up to a hundred thousand or more. They're going to be generating humans to <clears throat> to be used for deep fake uh, educational videos, commercial videos. So. Um, what they're going to take is all of this video footage and audio, I might add, and be able to uh, implement it into a place where they could create, uh, say, a cosmetic commercial or, uh, you know, a car commercial. And they'll be able to use anyone. It wouldn't matter who they are, but they're going to use all these submitted call them actors, but they're not getting paid more than just submitting your face and voice. And they will now deep fake it into educational videos and commercials that we may be watching artificial and uh, artificial intelligent generated video and otherwise will be created. And they're commenting that 
when they do make these commercials that they'll have a little watermark on it. So you'll know this is not the actual person, but it's just a truth to show that uh, you could pretty much say, hey, if I can make some money on this gorgeous face of mine, now's your chance. And you might be watching it in the future in a commercial in maybe 20 years from now. This is uh, next story is something that's really kind of cool because I've heard about it. I've not yet seen it, uh, but apparently it's a documentary on Netflix and it's about Val Kilmer, uh, Val, the actor Val Kilmer uh, from uh, what was he? Oh, he's in Top Gun. Uh, he was uh, the, the big guy in Top Gun, Tom Cruise's nemesis. Uh, he was in Tombstone, uh, so many other big, you know, great movies. But sadly, uh, because of cancer, throat cancer, he's lost his voice. But there's a technology that they talk about in this documentary. Tell us about this. This, this actually warmed my heart, honestly, Bill, because Michelle and I were watching it on Netflix. Uh, it is it is a phenomenal um, documentary, by the way. And if you do have a chance to see it, it's it's actually, uh, it's a different side of, of, of a character or a person, of a real human being. And and when he is speaking in the in the video, he has his son narrating most of it through uh, when he when he's talking. But Val Kilmer does try to talk and he's he's got a device that he has to push. And when he, it's very, very difficult to hear him, obviously, because of the throat cancer made him lose his voice well everything changed and they've uh there's a if you look it up on on youtube you can actually hear uh val kilmer talk about this it's a company called uh sonatic uh this is a, a an auto artificial intelligence audio voice and and really where this uh, you know kind of again gets your worms and tingles is top gun 2 is coming out and yeah. one of the things was tom cruise was very adamant about wanting val kilmer he needed Iceman in the movie and so uh you can hear through artificial intelligence through sonatic what it did was it took all the years of val kilmer's audio from shows movies uh and what it does is it took his voice and gave it back to him bill so uh, watching that documentary is is uh, it's very refreshing to see. And now when we see we'll be able to see Val Kilmer in a movie where they'll be able to utilize uh, his natural voice. Um, and, and it's this is where deep fake has come to a level of which is a positive and been able to give uh, give a gentleman who hasn't been able to speak or communicate because of an unfortunate situation gives him his actual voice back, not a third degree robotic voice, but actually Val Kilmer's voice returns. Incredible stuff. And as I say, you can check that out on Netflix. We're out of time. Uh, lots more to talk about, but we'll have to save it all for the uh, the next program next Friday. Uh, have a great weekend, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks for this today. Thanks, Bill. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.